Episode 141, 13 Examples of Self-Discipline. You're listening to the very best podcast in the world on health, wealth, and happiness. Please remember to leave a review and share with all your friends and family. And here is your host, Lars Hilson. Here we are with episode 141 of the very best podcast in the world, your only source in the universe for personal supremacy through health, wealth, and happiness. Now, uh, I got an extensive email over the weekend um, asking in meticulous <laughs> and many, many, many letters uh, well, uh, you know, like A's, B's and C's and everything, um, uh, about self-discipline and, uh, why it is so important because right. A lot of things just happen and fall into place and whatever. So it was a big, very long email, uh, that one of our listeners, one of you actually asked and, uh, before I continue, uh, I'm, I promise you, I would bug you more often to, uh, share these episodes with, you know, friends and family and whatnot people, for instance, who maybe lack from your perspective, self-discipline, you know, who could use a little bit of a kick in the butt to, uh, um, yeah, uh, grow more self-discipline, become more self-disciplined. Um, and, uh, go to the website, uh, the very best podcast in the world.com and, uh, below every episode, uh, there's a link to, uh, subscribe, uh, to, um, uh, to our podcast, to this little itty bitty show, uh, which is growing exponentially. I never thought it would, uh, because as I repeatedly mentioned, it started out as a, as a piece of satire, as a uh, persiflage against, uh, you know, all of these, uh, self-proclaimed, uh, we're gonna make you rich gurus, uh, you improve your life people, uh, you know, and then you listen to, or watch one of their videos and they ask you to sign up and you know, that whole ordeal. Um, we ain't got nothing of that. <laughs> so this, uh, podcast is purely, uh, altruistic. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if you, uh, uh, if you care to, uh, support it, um, please share, uh, these episodes with, you know, like I said, anyone who might be worth or interested in listening to it, thereby spreading the word, thereby helping, you know, your friends and, uh, uh, family develop, uh, su uh, personal supremacy as well. There we go. Now we got it. Um, so upon receiving this email i uh, spent i think it came like friday very late at night um and i read it and went to bed over it and you know not that i couldn't sleep but uh it actually i was kind of rotating thoughts about you know what is uh self-discipline and so i spent the weekend um planning one of the episodes the first one actually thank you joseph by the way for your email 
Uh, and uh, yeah, came up with um, 13 examples, probably, I don't know, close to three dozen uh, in the first instance. Uh, but eventually I kind of boiled it down to uh, 13 examples of what self-discipline could be. And uh, these are the ones that I'm going to share with you today uh, in the hopes that, you know, either for yourself, but more importantly, so for uh, people in your, uh, in your sphere of influence um, will, will benefit from. So without further ado, uh, let's get fucking right down to it. <laughs> so uh, number one, and I think actually also uh, these are, are not necessarily in chronological order, but uh, uh, the, fir the first and most important one um, I kind of put at the top and it came to, into my head almost, uh, you know, right away when I, when I thought of it was meeting your own deadlines. Right. And so why is this important? First of all, right. Uh, it's, it's a very interesting question, um, that probably a lot of you will have in your head. What about what, what's, what's up with deadlines, right? Um, n notice how I said your own deadlines. Right. So every task that you uh, commit to should be, should have a deadline to it. Um, if it's not imposed by you, you know, maybe it's imposed by, uh, whoever set the task, right. But to adhere to the deadlines you set yourself, that's the thing about self-discipline, right? So let's say, you know, you want to, I don't know, fix a leak in the roof, in the shed, in the garden, right? And, uh, it's a good idea to do that ASAP, right? Because, uh, if you don't fix it, you know, your, uh, roof construction is going to start to rot and so on and so forth. So, you know, set your deadline maybe by tomorrow, particularly because, you know, replacing your shindle or putting a little bit of uh, silicone or, uh, you know, roof fixing material tar or whatever it is on there uh, ain't going to take you so much time, you know, so you can spare those 10 minutes, you know, maybe. 30 if you have to go to the hardware store to actually pick up the material or you know whatever it is right and you slam it on there and you're done <laughs> put away the ladder preferably <laughs> and then and then you're good to go so uh you know deadlines come usually with consequences if you don't meet them and uh not only is that um you know important like with the roof example but it's also important to be true to yourself right you are the one who set the deadline right if you're going to say well i i'm going to fix the roof period <laughs> not a lot is going to come because you're not seeing the consequences that it could potentially have but you know meeting your own deadlines particularly your own deadlines is insanely important for, uh, you know, not only to yourself, because it's very motivating, uh, to, uh, you know, and if the deadline is a kick in the ass for yourself as an additional motivator, just get it done, you know, <laughs> and if it's on the deadline, get it fucking done. And if it's too big of a task to be done on one deadline, then, you know, split it up into smaller tasks, uh, that would be me, you know, it's like, uh, it's very difficult for me to grasp not the deadline that something has to be finished, but for me, it's easier to work with smaller compartmentalized tasks because I can, you know, kind of attach the, um, requirement that one task has towards the other and so on and so forth. So, 
Number two, not eating in front of your screen. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> why, why should I not uh, eat um, in front of a screen? Right. Uh, number one, um, you know, you paid money for uh, hopefully good food. I hope that you, uh, in the previous, uh, many of the previous episodes, understood the importance of good food, not only for your physical, but also for your mental health. Right. If you haven't, go back, listen to the episodes uh, about food. And if you have, you know, if you don't find them, send me an email. I'll look them up for you. I failed at doing so before the show. Uh, but um, good food uh, in particular is something you should enjoy, right? Even if it's not good food, if it's junk food, it will taste fucking good. So enjoy it wholeheartedly and be present in the moment that you enjoy the food, right? The moment you start to distract any of your senses from that experience, that experience is going to lose, um, you know, its importance, right? Because you're taking attention away from enjoying the food with, uh, with your, with your tongue, with your nose, with your eyes, preferably if it's well-made, uh, you know, the sound and the feeling um, of actually chewing it and experiencing the consistency, etc. Food is much more than just taking in calories and vitamins and other stuff that gets converted into energy to keep you alive and to keep you going. Uh, the more you value food, uh, the more your body actually values it as well. You know, there's psychology there's a psychological aspect to eating. And the moment you introduce anything else into your, uh, you know, meal experience, uh, it's just going to lose in importance. Number three, uh, doing the final rep at the gym. Now, those careful listeners <laughs> who actually listen to Exercise Fridays. We'll remember uh, the first episode where I uh, kind of almost pissed myself laughing about the fact that I didn't know how to spell exercise because I'm such a, such a nut. But this goes a long way um, and is kind of like pars pro toto for anything that needs to get done. And I am a huge specialist and finishing things 99%. And then the 1% kind of fails over, right? I, uh, I mentioned that in other episodes where I said, you know, hey, don't worry so much about perfection, right? Um, yeah, but it's the final leg that kind of closes. And maybe it's the fact that I never ever uh, visit the gym. Uh, and uh, therefore, I'm not kind of familiar with, you know, doing the last rep of whatever, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, and whatnot. Uh, because, you know, I stay fit <laughs> walking around the house all day, which, you know, sums up to about, you know, depending on the day, anywhere between four and seven kilometers. Uh, big house, <laughs> obviously. Uh, but um, it's about, you know, finishing up. And I think that's what, that kind of thing that came to my mind when I contemplated that example. Number four, turning off Netflix on a set time. Uh, we do that every night um, because my 
my better half needs her seven hours of sleep and she has to get up in the morning. And so she, we have to kind of time that she's got those seven hours. Right. And so at a set time, we will, regardless of what's going on, turn the motherfucker off. Right. It's our kind of together time. We enjoy a good movie or whatever, but at, at time X, we will turn it off regardless of whether we're in the, I don't know, the final boss getting shot in the head soon or whatever, we're just going to kill it and then um, go over into, um, you know, putting ourselves to bed. And that's a very important sign of self-discipline because a lot of people, when they start binging, uh, and I'm one of those, <laughs> again, uh, you know, it's about really the difficulty of actually switching it off because the suspense is just so fucking high. And that's actually, you know, one of the points of making a, sus a suspenseful um, uh, TV show, you know, is to keep the people hooked, right? And I remember uh, this was like, well, I don't know, what, 2014, 2015, uh, someone recommended Breaking Bad and I'd never seen it before. So I actually, you know, went in and watched it and I binged that son of a bitch in... I don't know, a little bit of an extended weekend. I think I flew home on Thursday evening and on Friday morning, you know, I kind of turned it on and I spent the entire fucking weekend watching Breaking Bad and I couldn't, you know, kind of rip myself loose from it because it was just so, you know, what's going to happen next? And the art and the self-discipline in this example is actually being able to kill it and to say, okay, enough, I got other things to do and I'm responsible. <laughs> <laughs> coming from me that's kind of ironic but uh, you know turning it off and having that discipline to say okay enough i'm gonna continue watching um tomorrow because you know i think that's a generational thing right a lot of young people will only be used to netflix you know the generation that i'm from it was kind of tragic when you had to stop in the middle of an episode which was airing on tv because you wouldn't you know get the chance to watch it again right you could videotape it yeah but did you no <laughs> because the cassettes were so fucking expensive and had so much stuff on it that you did want to watch so you know a lot of people will feel my pain right and then it's kind of disappeared however obviously the tv shows have gotten even more suspenseful that you get hooked on them so bad so that being said you know it's this turning off and tuning out and saying okay enough and uh i got shit to do Number five, not touching your phone on a date or meeting. Um, I was on a project many, many moons ago, and it was kind of, became kind of like this tradition that you know all of the uh, all of the stakeholders would meet for dinner um, sooner or later, you know, and, and uh, we would all meet at a predefined location, have our dinner, whatever, and it was just so fucking bothering that everybody was constantly on their phones. So what we did was the coolest thing in the world. Uh, we would order a basket um, or a plate or something, um, and everyone put their phone, uh, you know, um, face down on the plate on, in a big stack. And uh, the first one who would grab for their phone for whatever reason um, had to pay the bill <laughs> for everyone, which you know at five to 20 people kind of made a difference in your, in your bank account. Uh, but um, that being said, that was a good trick to kind of pay respect, not only to the person or the people that you were with, right? 
uh, it made a really difference in the quality of conversation that we had. Now, same is true if you're if you're on a date, right? If you're meeting with someone and you're constantly on your phone, that's you know quite unromantic and signals to the other that you're not really, 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 really deeply interested in them because you got other shit to do. And you know, let's face it, if you're in an, in meeting with someone face to face, that person has priority, right? Shit, yeah, a very important phone call can come in at any time that you know you your grandmother has died or something, right? But uh, what's the probability of that? You know, let's face it. Uh, number six, um, putting your phone in a different room. This kind of fulfills the same purpose. And I explained this in one of the sleeping episodes. Um, it was also an exercise, I believe, where I said that, you know, if you, um, if you suffer from wild thoughts going through your head uh, while you're in the process of falling asleep, take a notebook and a pen, you know, old-fashioned. Because here's what happens. These phones are so devious in capturing your attention that, you know, it's very difficult to write something down very quickly and then you put the phone down uh right you know being honest to yourself it's happened to you that you just wanted to briefly do something ended up doing a thousand other things and uh, eventually forgot what you actually wanted to do and so you know they're a big heap of distractions so keeping it in a different room actually makes a lot of sense Number seven, making healthy, fresh dinners every night. Uh, it kind of goes uh, contrary to what I just said with the uh, restaurant. I, I, and I say this as someone who really, really, really enjoys cooking and experimenting and um, you know using tons of herbs and spices and very individual meals and creations and whatever not. Um, and you know, kind of goes into that's what I meant with that these things are kind of like out of order. Um, it's you enjoy the meal, right? It's not only the preparation and the fact that it's healthy. It's actually that you devote um, your focus to uh, enjoying the meal with all your senses tuned on the meal, right? If you have somebody else preparing the meal and you know, you're kind of like, I don't know, adding tons of hot sauce to it because you know, you're spicy type, that's kind of frustrating, right? And so in that sense, I think, uh, you know, adding value to your uh, to your food or your culinary experience is the focus and the preparation and the focus in the preparation right number eight going out for a run when it, even when it's raining okay this one wasn't from me this was actually inspired by a friend of mine who does that <laughs> could never understand uh, not even stevie goes out if it's raining uh, because his his fur could get wet <laughs> and it's uncomfortable and stuff. Uh, but there are those people who need their exercise. I get it. Uh, I'm not one of them and probably never will be. Uh, but um, making your, putting yourself in a bit of a miserable situation when you're doing something you really enjoy, uh, exposing yourself to that kind of is the fact of self-discipline, that you take your... Uh, the rain into account when you want to go for your run, despite the fact that, you know, uh, it is raining and you uh, won't be as performant. Uh, you know, the fact that you're exercising is more important than the circumstances, right? And that goes for sports in a variety of ways, right? You can 
have your own equipment that you need or whatever. You can attach tons of requirements to it. But the less you do that, the more liberating it is, right? So that just as a further example. So the next one is actually a copycat, uh, which is number nine, going out or going for your workout, uh, even though you are tired. And uh, that's important to understand, I think, uh, in this context, the self-discipline is that you overcome your uh, tiredness, <laughs> is that a work, your fatigue or whatever it is, um, to actually uh, bring up the self-discipline to do something good for your body, despite the fact that you're tired. I think that is a similar example to the run that I just mentioned. Number 10, uh, seeing, uh, using, sorry, the same phone number model. The, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's start over. Uh, using the same phone model for three years, right? Um, it's very easy, I think, in a lot of countries that after 24 months, you can get a new phone, you know, extend your contract, get a new phone, while your old phone is actually still doing quite well. It's just that it's got the new models, got new bells and whistles. And this, the, the importance and the self-discipline part in this is actually, why do you want to spend that extra money, right? For a camera that has maybe, I don't know, half a megapixel uh, more, um, uh, you know, resolution that it will bring you later on, which, you know, is at today's camera resolution or screen resolutions, almost invisible, you know? And so that's kind of like where the self-discipline point is doing. I really need to spend that money, you know, despite the fact that my phone is still functioning quite well. Uh, and, um, this kind of got the idea because I'm still running an iPhone 10, uh, simply because I couldn't be bothered to, uh, extend my, um, contract, you know, so it's kind of running idle right now. Uh, I pay shitloads of less money and the phone works perfectly fine. You know, and that kind of like brought me back to the self-discipline bit because, you know, despite the fact that I'm a nerd and I'm a total tech nut, you know, it's, it was quite easy to, to jump off that ship and say, well, you know, it's still working and, you know, we're two generations down and then, oh, wow, the next one had a way better processor and it was so much better and shinier and whatnot. And I was like, well, okay, yeah, sure. But I'm not going to spend, you know, that much money on those little bells and whistles. So that is that example. Number 11, uh, eating the same food four times a week to lose weight. So, um, the self-discipline part in that is that you're, you kind of get sick of eating the same food uh, or tired, let's say tired of eating the same food for a couple of days, right? In a row, um, it kind of becomes stale right after day number two. And so it, the self-discipline bit is overcoming eating the same food to lose weight if it's healthy, you know, and whatever. Um, and I think, you know, one of the other factors that weighs in here is actually, uh, and that brought me to taking this example into closer consideration is that you will eat less, right? It's not because you've eaten it for two days on the third day, you're going to be like, ah, yeah, I need to eat, but I'm not going to eat that big of a portion because I've had it for two days. And that's one of the important things that you need to consider in this example. Number 12, passing up on a huge sale with extra money in the bank. 
And this kind of is in line with what I mentioned about, uh, you know, buying the same phone model. So it's resisting the self-discipline is resisting the urge to buy shit you don't need with money you, well, in that case, have to impress people you don't like, right? There's a very famous quote on that. And that's the thing here. And uh, I had that now on a variety of occasions uh, where I said, do I really need that? <laughs> is, there, is that going to improve my life so significantly that I'm going <laughs> to willing to shell out tons of money um, while I could be investing it or, you know, whatever. And uh, that's a good idea. We're going to do an episode about investment tomorrow, by the way. And, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, I passed those sales, despite the fact that they were, you know, very good deals um, that <laughs> kind of flew by and I didn't grab them. And it was kind of liberating. You know, and that's something I think, which is another very important point about self-discipline. Last but not least, reading a book, even when you don't feel like it. Um, now, my original intent was to take a very boring subject like business, you know, reading a business book when you don't feel like it. And that didn't really come true because for me, reading is very difficult. I know for a lot of you, it's very liberating. Um, but for me, due to my eye condition, it is quite difficult for me to focus on a book. So I'm more into audiobooks. Um, and it's this self-discipline thing about learning and expanding your horizon is reading books, reading books, reading books, or in my case, listening to books. So for me, it's not only books. I listen to podcasts pretty much all day. Uh, you know, when I'm working, um, doing uh, shit in the house or on the house or around the house, um, uh, you know, kind of like the manual labor thing where you don't need to spend a lot of time thinking. Uh, I kind of occupy my mind with podcasts and, uh, audiobooks and, um, you know, pre COVID news <laughs> and uh, I kind of tuned that one out, but it goes to say that, you know, keeping your mind occupied and learning and being willing to learn and going that extra mile, um, by reading a book that occupies you quite much and takes quite a lot of time you know, to get into a book and to get into the situation, you know, where did you leave off? Do you have to flip two pages back because you forgot and you read yesterday? No, but it doesn't fucking matter, right? Reading the book, taking the time, that's the self-discipline aspect to it. However, it can be intertwined with shit that you need to do. Uh, I'm imagining a lot of you will need to do your own laundry. And, uh, you know, what is more boring than folding t-shirts and ironing shit and whatnot. So, you know, making it more exciting by listening to, I don't know, you know, funny podcast, for instance, uh, is something very interesting to do. And so therefore, uh, you know, it's kind of very interesting to tie this up with, you know, reading a book and learning by reading a book and that you can actually combine it in a way where it doesn't take up all of your attention. Boom. <laughs> Those were the 13 examples of self-discipline. So that being said, uh, again, the bother button comes in. Uh, it, uh, you know, it's, um, very interesting, um, to share this shit and particularly with self-discipline, I think, uh, you know, you will know one or the other person who, uh, you know, may benefit from the examples I just outlined to you. And so send this episode to them, uh, share it with them, 
so that they may learn. And if you have not, if you have stumbled upon this podcast and you are not subscribed, do so. It's good for you. <laughs> Seriously, though. Um, I'm out. Uh, we're going to wrap this up right here, right now. Uh, and tomorrow we're going to talk about investing. So make sure to tune in. Uh, and until then, I wish you a successful day. And if you already had your successful day, have a good night. Peace out and see you tomorrow.